everyone. Welcome to the Joyful Miles podcast, the podcast all about enjoying life one mile at a time. I am your host today, Jackie, and I'm here with Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hello, everybody. And today we are doing an episode where we are answering some questions that you have sent us. We've um, had questions via Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, right, Laura? Yeah, the and, um, and YouTube. Yeah. You did say YouTube, didn't you? Oh my gosh. I think so. I, I, pay, I pay attention <laughs> to you so much. And so often we get questions and we're busy and we do make note of them and we figure, hey, let's use them for a podcast episode. Unfortunately, Rob cannot be here today. We haven't forgotten about you, Rob, and we miss you. But um, we're trying to squeeze in some podcasts during our morning hours with our I work evenings, most Rob works days. Laura works all 24 hours. So we and try I'm to squeeze it at night. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you work all the time. Like you are always doing something, girl. But so we try to fit in when we can some podcasts. So we don't leave you hanging for too long. So um, anyways, I guess we will roll right into it because we have lots of questions and some of them go back quite a few months. So we apologize if you've been waiting. I don't know if you've been waiting in suspense for the answers, but maybe these questions help other people as well. So we do have a lot. Oh my goodness. I'm just looking through this list. I was typing them up so I would be organized and prepared for once. And I don't, we're going to get to as many as we can. So, all right. So Laura's got the trusty list here because she's the I list girl. do. And we're going to start with a fun one, Jackie, that is right in our wheelhouse. Crystal Harris asks how to plan group costumes for a run Disney race. I think we have a wee little experience with this. <laughs> I will say with group group costumes, uh, we tend to do smaller groups at this point. We're just venturing into maybe doing a big group Joyful Miles co costume for uh, an upcoming race. But um, we tend to have small message, like direct messages going on through Facebook. Um, we bounce some ideas off each other and we wait for one to stick. And Sometimes you need a couple people, I think, to take the reins on it. Too, yes. too many cooks in the kitchen, it, it gets problematic. Um, luckily, we have some really laid back friends that well, are also, like, oh. It also seems like there, there always is like someone will mention a costume idea and all of a sudden everyone will just go nuts and be like, oh my gosh, like when you that's great. suggested yeah. for wine and dine and as soon as you sent me the picture, I'm like, yep, mm -hmm, that's, that's what we're doing. Yeah. No, like, no debate. We've definitely had some, we have like a list of potentials. We have ones that, that we like, but don't totally, like you do want to go into a race having a costume you're super excited yes. about because it makes it so much more fun. And I will say for us, we have learned um, when it comes to group costumes, we like it when we all wear the same one. Like whenever you try to do a group costume like Snow White, no one wants to be Doc. <laughs> <laughs> No one wants to be stuck with, you know, everyone wants to be either snow or dopey because dopey's colors are amazing. Uh, so for us, we've tried to do that route where everyone takes a character. It has never been our favorite. And I just think that when we all dress the same, it looks so awesome. It really does. And also and it leaves room for interpretation. Like if someone's not comfortable wearing a tank top, they can wear a similar color in a t-shirt or a long sleeve or, you know what I'm saying? And also we keep in mind, um, I'm sorry. My son just called, <laughs> texted me. Sorry. Sorry. Um, sorry, Jackie. Um, no, you're good. Pick me up, girl, because I just totally forgot what I was saying. Sorry. Well, that's what you were just saying. If people are uncomfortable, like we had a big group costume um, for Marathon. I think it was the aliens from Toy Story. And there was a lot of us doing that. And we didn't all work to necessarily 
saying, you must buy this shirt, you must buy these ears. But we were like, hey, you know, try to do this, this, and interpret your own way. And you could see we're all a little different, but yes. it still was cohesive and work as Tim Gunn would say. Um, right, Tim Gunn? <laughs> it had a, co a cohesive look. You knew the look we were going for. So don't, you know, it's okay if one of your friends goes and gets, you know, maybe something a little different. But we do try to stick with... Um, matching the yes. same it, it just it looks so cute in photos usually like our group our room group whoever's in our room we always you know try, try to, to match do. as much as possible so yeah um for more tips about costumes definitely head over to the joyful miles um blog and and we have a video up too so oh yeah so good question harris uh crystal you know that uh, we love talking about costumes okay so amy uh birdsong asked about uh running etiquette so, and actually, I mean, maybe this might be a good show. We're going to hit on some highlights, but she would like some tips for that. Um, I'll start off by saying that, you know, before each Run Disney race, when the, uh, the race guide, the uh, digital race guide comes out, there's always a section there with, with race etiquette that you can look up. But a lot of things, I think, comes down to common sense, Jackie. Yeah. I mean... A big thing, especially I think in Disney runs, um, we have a lot of Galloway runners, including myself. Um, I try to stay to the right. Um, and I do the, I met our friend, dear friend Megan, she taught me the whole raise your arm up when you're going to stop. Yes. Like, it warns people like, hey, we're going to walk. Now. And, and we all do it now. We're like little robots. We all like, raise our hand. So if you are doing the run walk, raise your hand, let people know behind you, you're stopping because if they're going fast, they're going to plow right into you and it's frustrating. And then it's not good for your knees. And, right. um, and, and I, my biggest, I guess, thing when it comes to etiquette is just people get so mean sometimes and I don't like it. Like sometimes people don't know etiquette or sometimes or they get excited and you get excited and you jump or you lift or you run in front of a, someone and it's not that you're being malicious or selfish. Sometimes you're just excited in the moment. And to have someone be like, start yelling at you for it. Like, hey, watch yeah, it. Yeah, or did it right. Or I don't know. To me, that's almost just as bad, yelling at someone. And yeah, I mean, Run Disney races are crowded. There is a lot of people there. There is going to be moments of congestion, especially around uh, Cone Alley. You yes. have to pack your patience. You have to know this going in, that it's in many ways, it's unlike other, other races. And, you know, if you're the, the type of runner who doesn't deal well with crowd situations, then maybe, maybe they're not for you. Um, Completely but, agree. Some other things that I would like to add on to is please do not do the dramatic waterhead dump while you're going through the aid station. You know, my, I'm sorry. I know I've said this so many times, but my friend and I was, uh, witnessed a woman fall on wet pavement from the water uh, area being very wet and she broke her arm. It's not a pleasant thing to happen or to see. So please don't do that. Plus you might get water on the, the person behind you who might be holding a camera or a GoPro. And I'm speaking from experience with that. Yes. And, and oh, really try, quick too. Spitting, spitting. If you have to spit, please be aware of who is around you. I got spit on right on my leg doing a race and it's disgusting. Like really look where you're going, go to the side of the road. If you need to do it, please just don't, 
Double that for snot rocketing. I almost got blasted and I would not, Jackie, you know, I would not have handled that well. Okay. No, no. We'll leave it at that. And please, 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 y'all don't wear heavy cologne or perfume. Just, Mm, no, man. um, Of course, it goes without saying to try to run or walk no more than two abreast. And I, I always make my best effort to try to dispose of my cup safely rather than just like throwing it down where someone could slip on it. There's also some um, specific Run Disney etiquettes um, that I'm going to briefly go on because maybe we should do a show on this, Jackie. I don't know. It seems like we have a lot to offer. Um, but try, always start in your proper corral. Don't, don't try to jump ahead. It's just you're going to get caught um, and it's really not necessary. Try not to weave or cut off other runners in order to get a character or a mile marker photo. When you are in line for a character, uh, keep the photo line moving by having your camera ready and your bib in front. Also, something that we always do is decide our pose why we're waiting in line. That way, when we get up, you know, in front of the camera, we can strike it and then get out. Um, let me see. Uh, la, 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 la. Oh, God, photo pass, Jackie. <laughs> there are some specific photo pass etiquette, right? Oh, gosh. Be aware. Make a hole. listen we all want those great race photos I want them you want them everyone you know that's part of the fun but like don't cut someone off and jump in front of them like be aware like if you see someone's up close like I've taken it where I've slowed myself down a little bit given myself a hole so that I have you know some space around me um I hadn't, never mind, I'm not going to get into it, but just be aware. I, just, I will say, just at, at the finish line, be very conscious. Everyone wants that, you know, awesome oh. finish line photo, but don't do it at the cost of another runner by jumping in front of them or raising a flag um, that you're, or doing something that blocks the view of the people behind you. So, <laughs> and most, most of all too, thank, thank the volunteers and the spectators because they are out there working. Jackie and I know firsthand how exhausted it is oh my gosh, <laughs> to cheer is so hard yeah definitely good one oh. good good all right so this uh next question is regarding muscle cramps so jackie and i are not nutritionists we're not trainers we have no medical you know valid medical opinion whatsoever so we are uh in the works of getting a nutritionist on the show but they ask about preventing uh, muscle cramps um and I'm just going to go by hearsay what I've heard from other people, and that is uh, you want to stay hydrated and have a proper balance of electrolyte and sodium, both before and during your run. What that balance is, we're not going to uh, get into. But um, some tips that we've heard from people who do get cramps, and Jackie, you know who offered this one, is pickle juice. Uh, <laughs> I love it. So I Mustard packs, again, mm-hmm. That one there. <laughs> yeah. Now, salt tabs, I do take salt tabs, so I can see that. And also, you want to stay flexible by doing dynamic stretches before your race and stretching or rolling afterwards. Yeah. So that's a very little short answer, and hopefully we'll get into that more. Okay. Um, let me see. What next? All right, Jenny Buchanan asks, what advice or words of wisdom do you have on getting out and doing your run? Any tricks that get you moving? Emily also asks a similar questions about finding motivation to keep running when you've hit that wall in your training. And Jackie, we've covered a lot of this in our Summer Running Motivation podcast that you can find in the archives. But just 
briefly, what would be your best advice for her? Um, for me, recently, I, I've had a couple of things. I, I really hit a, hit a wall probably April before Star Wars. And I've been really good since we got back. And I try to look at what was different. Number one, it sounds silly. I got myself a Garmin. And for some reason, seeing those steps each day, it motivates me. So these are little things that help me. Um, maybe try a run streak, but maybe don't do every day. But it's another way to get you out there. And um, another thing that I recently have done is I found a podcast that I love, whether it be this one or another one. Yeah. And so I wait for my, I wait to listen to it to my long runs. And I really, really enjoy it. So I kind of look forward to it. And so that's kind of like, okay, I'm going out to listen to my podcast. And um, that makes my long runs go fast and gets me out the door. Absolutely. And we all, we all know deep down what the answer is to any type of question, whether it's, you know, motivation to, you know, do a project that you've been delaying or procrastinating or clean your house or, you know, you, we all know our secret truths deep down inside. And that is that you really just have to do it. I mean, yeah. Nike has the best slogan ever. I mean, I'll, <laughs> kudos yeah. whoever came up with that, but you really just have to do it. Um, you signed up for the race, you put your money on the line. Uh, you need to honor that decision and honor yourself by getting out there and putting in your runs. Because when you uh, show up for race day, you want to do it with a happy heart. You don't want to do it with regrets and guilt and shame. So get you'll out never there. regret a work. A friend always tells me you'll never regret a workout. You'll never regret it. You'll never, you're never going to be like, Oh, I wish I didn't run and clean my house instead. Or I wish I didn't go for that run. And watch my show. Like you always, I think, feel better after unless you fall and get hurt, and knock your teeth out. But <laughs> then that's another or drop your phone, which I've done. And that was like a $200 run. But I'm just saying in general, you're always going to feel better about yourself after. So just get out the door. Just get out the door and it's summer. And this is the time to do it. At least if you live in the North. Yes. I or sometimes I even think about like, you know, people are injured or can't do it or sick or just get out there. Your, your body's like, you're able to do these things. Let's do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, uh, Jackie, uh, Laura Chappelle asked about our favorite sports, sports bras, one that has uh, no underwire or padding. Mm. That's hard for me to answer because I got to have a little padding. I just, I need my padding. We, got, we, we like have a little zaza zoom. <laughs> yes. Helps the liftage, but um, mine doesn't have an underwire. I wear one and it's not, I haven't tried a lot in my life. It wasn't like I've gone through and said, oh, this one's great. I just happened to find this one because it was on sale and I like it at um, Under Armour. And I took a photo, so I remembered the name of it. It is my favorite, it is the Under Armour um, Eclipse bra. But I just like how it looks and it holds well and it was affordable at their outlet store. Is that the one that zips in the front? Nope, no zips. Because I hate the ones that zip in the front. No. I, you've seen mine, and I remember you even saying, like, oh, I like that one. Because most of them you have to be a freaking contortionist to get into. Yeah, I don't think mine's that um, that bad. Like, my, I guess when you first get it, maybe maybe I need a new one. But right. it's, not, it's not that hard getting into mine. But well, my, some people might need more support. Well, my absolute favorite, you know, I'm, I'm, not, as, uh, <laughs> I'm not as endowed. As, as uh, other gals here, but um, I love the champion women's show-off sports bra because I guess I'm a show-off. 
but it has adjustable straps, the hook and eye closure in the back. Um, it does have lightweight pads, but they're sewn in rather than removal because I hate sports <laughs> bras with removable pads. Oh, they just, you can never get them right. And you always have to put them in before a workout, which just for some reason annoys me to the hilt. Wait, um, do you wash them with them in there? I do. Maybe Me I too. But no, no, you do. My, I will say I've had some where every time I do wash, the padding falls out. But I, that's why I like that Under Armour one. It always stays in. Once in a blue one, it'll come okay. out. But like, but the ones I've had in the past, you go and do the wash, and they're all those little circles are always floating around in the. And then I got to put them back in. But the yeah. Under Armour one that I have actually stays. But it's not a thick, thick padding. It's just enough to hide the nippage. <laughs> Because God forbid the nips escape. I know. Um, I will know that I do say that um, Megan had written a really great article on the blog about uh, sports bras for more endowed women. And her favorite is um, I, Maya, M-A-I-A. Okay. Maya, whatever, by Moving Comfort. Mm -hmm. And that really does look like a very comfortable sports bra. So we'll put links in the show notes. Okay. Sorry if you heard my dog barking. I do. Thank you, Cooper. Okay. Uh, Jackie, we have some questions about our personal, um, well, we have questions about our cross training and the personal programs that you and I have been doing individually. Uh, Kristen and Dory on the blog ask about my 80 day obsession um, experience and how I've been incorporating running into that program. And you had a question as well about orange theory. So do you want to go ahead and hit yours first? Sure. Um, so I started orange theory about a year and a half ago and I will say it did wonders for my running. I highly recommend it. It is very expensive. <laughs> and I, I will admit for me, after about a year and a half, I found myself wanting to go less and less. Despite, you know, all the perks, it just, I will say I've gotten a little bored with it. So I wasn't going that much and I wasn't getting my money's worth anymore. And the thing is, I live in Buffalo. It's very cold. And when spring hit here and well, it didn't even hit, I think it went right to summer. I just want to be outside. So I did actually cancel my membership recently. Um, I will probably end up going back come winter time, but for now I'm taking a break from it. So if you're wondering if I'm still doing it, I am not. I'm, I'm just enjoying being outdoors, but I do realize the importance of cross training. So I do need to find something else in the meantime, <laughs> but the $168 a month, it was a bit much. That's, so I'm, that's a lot. It is a lot. And I don't, we don't make a lot of money here. So like, to even save for a few months, I'm like, it pays for my races. And, yeah. And like I said, I wasn't going. I mean, there was a few months I went like five times, and I'm like, oh, gosh. So, um, you know, to me, a year and a half doing the same thing is really long for me because people who know me couldn't believe I was doing the same thing, same right. thing for that long because I get bored easily. So um, still recommend it. Still love the program. I think it's beneficial. It's just for me right now. I'm taking a break. Yes. Um, as for, for me, um, I do have a Beachbody annual membership. It's $99. And I personally think for me, it's worth every penny. I work at home. So for me to travel to town and back involves too much time, too much gas. And also, you know, you have to shave your legs before taking a class, you know, <laughs> rather than rolling down to my basement, uh, scummy. 
And I, um, I discovered like the 80 day obsession and I absolutely loved it. I absolutely love it. I haven't completed the program entirely. I rotated through two phases, uh, two rounds of phase one because, um, I had uh, Star Wars and then I had the Frederick half marathon and um, Ocean City half marathon, three half marathons in a row. So it was really hard for me to keep up with that training and 80 day obsession because it's a very intense workout for intermediate to advanced uh, folks. It's, you know, about an hour uh, for an hour, six days a week. Uh, so it was just too much to, to keep up with. I think the best time for me to do it would be when I don't have a race planned. Um, you know, like if I did marathon weekend and had nothing in February, March, April, that would be the best time for me. But I absolutely loved the program. I love the fact that it um, is unlike other beach bodies where there's no set uh, round of DVDs that you, you circulate. It's a new workout every single time. You know, she kind of follows the same exercises during each phase, but she switches things up and you're able to see the, the participants progress in it as well as you do. And I, and I, I had crazy good results. Um, a lot of core and uh, booty work. I thought that it wouldn't be enough arms, but it was. Uh, so I absolutely love that. Right now I'm doing 21 day fix extreme. Uh, just because, you know, I did bike. I did like a 300 plus mile bike ride with my husband. So I did have to get in a lot of bike training and, and take time off for that. And I, I love that as much, but I like 80 day. As far as um, incorporating, running into that program, I would not recommend it for anyone who is doing some serious training like a marathon. It's too much. I do know of people who have done that and I, I don't see how they can. It's very intense. But what I would do is the one day, um, it's uh, the cardio, the second cardio of the workout. I would run on the treadmill while they're doing the cardio and then get off and do the ab portion and then get back on the treadmill. And that was a seriously great uh, workout. Mm -hmm. And then there's another workout during the week called cardio flow. I would substitute that for a, a long run. So anyway, um, going off of that, Jeremy asked what we do for CrossFit. Like Jackie says, she's done um, Orange Theory. You also walk a lot with your son too, Jackie. Yeah, we, we really definitely amazing. walk a lot. I need to work on the arms though. But um, walking, walking's been huge for me since for the past couple months we walked. We, instead of going to the store, we'll walk there. Or, um, but definitely, I will admit, I need to find some of my own cross training. I need something new, something fresh. Maybe I'll you try need to start biking. Day. You need to start biking. So then you can go on a, a nice long bike <laughs> or with your good friend, Laura. I, I should. I should. I don't know. Sounds crazy. It was crazy, but amazing. We're going to talk about that in an upcoming <laughs> podcast. But yeah, mine is um, Beachbody. I love uh, Pio. I can't think of the girl who does it, Charlene something. My apologies. And I love um, cycling. I need to do more walking. I don't know. I was doing, I was so good when I was really trying for the step challenge, Dorka Miles step challenge. I would go out in the evening and walk a mile while listening to an audio book. And it was so wonderful to have that kind of like just restful exercise, you know, listening to a good book. And I've stopped doing that and I need to get back into that habit. So, so we'll see. Ooh, Jackie. You're going to like this question because it's about uh -oh. food. We love talking about food. Uh, 
But Kim Savio wants a food discussion. The favorite places to eat the night before and after Disney races. I feel like Chris and I discuss this like crazy when we're planning, but we always end up in the same spots. She's talking about Christopher Savio, who has been on that podcast many times. Hello, guys. And I want to throw out another congratulations for their upcoming. Hey, can't wait to meet their little baby. So we kind of hit on this in our previous uh, podcast about Via Napoli being our favorite place to eat after a yes. race. But Jackie, what about your night the night before? Well, for me, typically before a long race, I love some sort of chicken wings or chicken fingers or boneless wings, but they have to be buffalo style and they have to be spicy and they have to make me really thirsty. So I drank all night and then I feel fabulous running the next day. However. In Disney, it's a little tough. Although we did find ESPN Zone, that saved me at us. I was surprisingly how much I was surprised at how much I liked their food. I know, and it was great. I, I think that's you know for Star Wars, it was hot, and we weren't used to it. And some people were struggling. I felt great, so I'm gonna say it was because of my boneless wing. But um, for Disney, typically we have done the wave as yes. our pre-race meal. But um, I, I think I just got like a kid's meal. <laughs> I'm not a foodie, so I'm, I don't know if I'm necessarily good at this question with some creative answers that um, Kim and Chris would appreciate. But for me, I, I like the um, greasy, hot, spicy chicken wing. I, I love the wave. We've done that before, the night before marathon, gosh, every three, year three times. Yeah. And they always have, I hope they continue to do so, like a runner special, and it's a pasta with you can get grilled chicken on it and um, marinara sauce and it's so good and it's just it's perfect for the night before a race for me because I cannot handle the spicy I would have flames come out of my butt and no one wants to, <laughs> no one wants to see or smell that okay <laughs> I don't I don't comprehend how you're able to eat this but I think it's just a buffalo thing <laughs> maybe it's maybe. in my gen it's in my genetics <laughs> you've built an immunity to it I guess yes um, but probably. That is my uh, favorite, but one thing we do want to stress is you don't want to try anything new the night before a race. You oh know, it's gosh, not, no. if you keep ending up in the same spots, it's because maybe your body has a body, a food your body craves, you know that you can handle, you know you're not going to have any ill effects. You yeah. don't want to hit up a new Mexican restaurant <laughs> for the first no. time. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. And then the, the day after, shoot. Go for it. Eat what you want to, drink what you want to. Load up, baby. You deserve it. Okay, Jackie. I lost my place there for a second. My apologies. Okay, so here's a question that we really don't have a lot of experience in, but um, we can offer a few things. Uh, Danielle Rector asks, how do you survive an early morning race with jet lag, and how did you plan your trip around it? Um, I'm from California and would love to do a Walt Disney World race someday, but I'm terrified to start at 2 a.m. West Coast time. I do not blame you, Danielle. I know. We've um, never had a situation because when we flew it, we, we've done Disneyland races, it was the opposite for us. We had an exactly. advantage. I, I, I know our friend Josh flew in from Sacramento and did Dopey, and I remember just being like, dude, you got to go to bed. <laughs> and he napped. He definitely napped a few times. He, I remember him saying, yeah, I, I laid down for a few hours. Um, I recommend, like, I guess, or I would tell him, you know, as his friend, like, do the expo and chill the day before, I guess. 
and get to bed early. You just, you just kind of got to do it that first night. That's what I would do. But and if possible, arrive a day earlier to give your body. That's what I mean. Yeah, give your don't come adjust. the day before the race. Come give yourself almost like a whole another day to adjust. Yeah, because and if you're someone who is going for time, maybe adjust your performance expectations yeah. as well, and just you know be a little bit more relaxed with the race. It goes without saying, this is something that we all need to do. Stay hydrated and eat well. And also, you know, do things that help you fall asleep. I know, Jackie, you like to take um, a hot bath. We both wear earplugs. You have a, um, a white app. noise app <laughs> that I've come to, I, I'm used to now. The first one, I was like, what the <laughs> What is that noise? Of course, I have the earplugs in, so I have it even louder. <laughs> What was it? What did you have on? It was something funky. Gosh, what, was it the frogs? No, it wasn't the frogs. No, I think we were doing that just to piss you off. We were doing like chimes, like, um, oh train God. track. I think I think you were sleeping, and me and Shannon were like laughing. We were getting like kids. We were overtired, and we were hitting the most annoying sounds just to see what you would do. You were punchy tired. Yeah, we were. were I think we were doing frogs. Tired. We were doing um, thunder. Like there's all these different sounds. Oh gosh! Finally, you looked at us, and we just started giggling, and then we went to bed. I gave but, you the death glare. <laughs> I don't. I mean, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead, honey. I was just say I tell I tell Josh, like he, I remember for Dopey, he had all these ADRs and all these Disney plans because he's it's so used to Disneyland. Ambitious. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, you're not going to be doing all that. And he's like, yes, I am. And I, he didn't do any of it. First of all, it was cold, but second of all, he was so tired. So yeah. just don't. You have to be realistic. Don't plan like a vacation of a lifetime of hitting all these rides and rope drops and races. And this, you need to have time to sleep and decompress and relax. Exactly. Um, I also, I am not giving this as medical advice. I'm not promoting this whatsoever. I'm simply relaying what I do personally as I take melatonin and a cup of sleepy time tea. That is my go-to trick for getting to sleep. So. Doesn't alcohol make you sleep well? Well, I also do that, but I didn't want to mention that. <laughs> Have a couple beers. Knock yourself out. I tell you what, I always had the worst problem. And then that one princess, um, I was with Sarah and Stephanie and Kelly arrived. And us ladies made irresponsible choices at the bar. I'm going to put it that way. And I had the best sleep of my entire life. <laughs> So Laura is definitely promoting a use of that. <laughs> drink up. Drink up and go to sleep. Don't do as I say. Okay. <laughs> the exact opposite of anything that comes out of my mouth. And fine. Okay. Uh, so Chandler uh, McNevin uh, in the Joyful Miles Running Club asks or says, I'm planning to run my first marathon at Disney in January. Do you think it would be all right to do the 10K a couple days before just for fun, character photos, and that mini medal? Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Definitely go for it. You'll be good. Yeah. You'll be good. Absolutely. Because you're not going to run it like you would a 10K in your neighborhood or around town. Like if you're doing photos, you're, you're going to get breaks. You run a little bit, you stop. You run a little bit. It's just a sh like they say, a shakeout run. You're, you'll do great. Yeah. I mean, it's still uh, important to train um, so that you're, you're used to running on tired legs by doing some back-to-back -back runs. Um, Your legs are more tired from the parks than they yeah, are from that yes. 10K, let me tell you. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so if you think you can take the Saturday off and then power walk all around the parks, you know, yeah. hmm, maybe not. <laughs> 
Okay, so uh, Jackie, next up, Shannon, um, who was running a very hot Stockholm marathon, asked for tips and encouragement for dealing with the heat during a run or race. Man, I look back to that Disneyland weekend oh. last year. I swear, ever since then, I can run in any heat because I feel like, wow, I did a half marathon in that. But we made very um, smart choices. We were super hydrated. Oh, we, we had like we woke up, and as soon as we woke up, we each drank a Powerade, a full Powerade. Exactly. We were so smart. Like we were so scared about it. Yeah. Because they were scaring us about the heat. They really were like making us nervous. So we were. I think that really was good in a way because we did we made sure we had so much Gatorade smart water mm -hmm. Powerade and we we toned it down we did not run yeah. hard we and we, we also didn't run sure hard. not to hydrate too much because when you hydrate too much it can also have ill effects too so we were we were very careful with that but I do remember like people saying people were passing out and stuff and yes. I'm like you have to look at the weather conditions and say all right you're not going to get a PR Let's, let's, we all just said, let's just enjoy this. Let's have fun. Yes. Like, and sometimes it depends where you are. I don't know how fun the Stockholm races are, but just tone it down a bit. Listen to your body. Don't wait till it's too late. Stay on top. And every single water stop, make sure I always, always, always yes. have one sip, at least some water and at least some Gatorade when it's hot. Even if you're not thirsty, do it. Yes. And some other quick tips is you definitely want to, I always wear a visor, you know, um, I love visors because it keeps the sun off my face, absorbs sweat and doesn't trap heat in my head like a regular hat does. Light clothing that allows moisture to evaporate. Uh, Jackie, something that you and I have is um, arm sleeves that have this fabulous cooling effect. Yes. Yeah, we love them. Um, also, um, what do you call those rags? Um, oh, frog tugs? Yeah, yeah, it's cooling rags, yeah. something like that. Was it, didn't we get one after, yeah, we got one after, was it the 5K in Disneyland? And yes, then we, we like cut it in half and then we wore, we, we had them. We tucked it in the back of our um, costume. So yes, we, we had something to kind of like wipe off our face or cool off. And we were so excited because the color matched our it costume. It matched, it was blue. Because <laughs> apparently that's the only thing that matters to us. <laughs> I know a lot of people say to pour water over your head. I'm not a fan of that. I, I don't know. I maybe, know. maybe it works for other people. Um, I don't know. I, it doesn't work for me. I know that Jeff Galloway always uh, recommends to slow down by 30 seconds for every five degrees above 60. Hmm. So that goes without saying to adjust your expectations, wear sunscreen, body glide, Oh, one, one tip I learned running with our friend James. James is completely bald. And when we did that wine and dine, it was so hot and humid. And I felt so bad because the sweat was literally dripping in his eye. It was burning his eye. So for, for men, if you wear some sort of headband, I mean, to absorb that, the sweat, because I felt bad for him. He was, he was suffering. Bob, when we uh, biked, he would take one of those um, – like frog top type rags that are like a tubular shape and he will put it over his head and then let the back hang over his neck. And that was really helpful for him. Yeah. So he really liked that. Um, okay. So uh, getting into another nutrition question that we're <laughs> not totally <laughs> yeah. unqualified to answer. Let's go for it. 
Uh, Don from the blog said, hey there, I heard and read that you mentioned that you take salt tabs and I just wondered what they were for. Do you lose a lot when you run and need to balance out? I usually swell when I run, so I thought I was holding on to too much salt. Thank you. Um, I'm just saying for personal experience from my, uh, uh, from all the runs that I've done, I take salt tabs because I rarely salt my food. Um, I'm starting to do more over the summer. Um, I mean, I'm just like, an, I usually just salt my eggs and green beans and that's it. So I would have this awful layer of salt on my skin afterwards. Remember my Baltimore Marathon photos where I had like this huge strip of salt <laughs> on my visor? And then you have like the eye crusties that just hurt your skin so much. So I have found personally for myself that um, salt tabs definitely help with this. I usually take one an hour before the race and then one each hour. You actually, you took some too. Yeah, I've taken them. Um... And uh, that goes back to why I like the boneless buffalo wings because really it's the hot sauce. It's full of sodium. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. to me like kind of my way of doing it. But I have taken cell tabs for me. I definitely would test this ahead of time because yes. I found lately when I was taking them, I was kind of getting a stomach cramp um, but when I took them while running. So I've been avoiding it. So I want to, I should experiment with it a little more, but definitely do the experimenting. See you know, how you feel. I've actually heard of people taking the little actual salt packets from like McDonald's or Wendy's. I mean, I would, I would do that because I love salt oh. and just taking pure packets and eating the salt. Um, so that might work for me more than like the, the little pills or capsules that we take. Oh my but, gosh. Um, I would, I would lose it. I would, oh, didn't, I wait, wait, didn't Leslie make us do that one time? Like she put it in her palm or something. Did, were you there? I don't remember. Leslie, I, don't know. I know it was James who gave, uh, who told me about salt taps first. Yes. First. So hello, James. We're talking a lot about him in our podcast, aren't we? We sure are. Um, oh. Leslie poured something in her palm and had me take it, and I just about died. It was just like <laughs> the grossest stuff ever. We should ask her about that. that. Um, well, in that uh, same vein, Laura Chappelle asks, how often do you eat a gel, and how many sports beans do you take for long runs? I think I'm finding I run better if I use a set schedule. And I know mm -hmm. for myself, of the three of us, I'm the one that usually has, you know, <laughs> a I ton know. of I can, shoes I, and everything stuffed in my shorts, you know. Like, I think I, I'll run a marathon with one honey stinger, maybe. <laughs> I'm bad. I need to work on and more nutrition and being more aware of it. Um, but you're good. Like, you're, you're pretty structured with yours, aren't you? I, just I think. For me, I don't know if it's more of a placebo or if it's something, I, I definitely think my body needs it, but it also gives me comfort to have the set schedule mentally. You know, I know for a marathon, I have my routine. I'll have um, oatmeal or a bagel with peanut butter for breakfast. And then an hour before the race, I'll have a Nature Valley granola bar. That's my go-to snack. About a half an hour before the run, I'll try to have sports beans. It's hard because everyone's excited and we're filming and we're taking pictures and this and that. And just, um, you know, it's, it's hard to stay regular. And then before, um, I've taken like those pace chart wristbands. Oh, okay. You know, I'm mm -hmm. talking about like the paper yeah. ones. And I will actually highlight the mile marker because uh, I can kind of guess my time that I'm supposed to take another uh, goo gel. And I'm usually, depending upon um, the heat, I'll be every 30 minutes or 45 minutes. And one thing I never plan on doing is I never count on the nutrition that Run Disney gives out on the course. 
it's only happened once out of the bazillion races I've done, but they did run out. And I guess that kind of like, you know, I've heard of that, especially in other runs too. Like, yeah. Or Or I know when, um, I trained for my first half, I, I was more structured because you know you're very nervous when it's your first one and you're, you're more careful i think we've gotten a little comfortable but um i remember having the sports beans that was what i used at that time and i remember each like once i got to like mile six every mile marker i'd have two beans and it yeah. was kind of like i was excited about it because they taste good and those were like my treats. like candy yeah it was my reward like my power pellets for pac-man like you know, you just eat your little, and then if they did help, they give you a little boost and they get you through to the next one. Um, yes. I haven't done that in a long time. <laughs> I like shock blocks too. They're just more awkward to pack. Sometimes um, I have to be careful because goo can make me uh, nauseous. Um, so I like having a little bit of a variety, but I don't know how many times I've lost some during a race. <laughs> I don't know, I've never had. Usually always in the bathroom blue. too, like it falls on the, the ground in the porta pot. And I'm like, God damn it. How much do oh, I need it? How much do gosh. I need it? And I don't need it that bad. No. Oh. Um, but yeah, this is like Jackie said before, this is something that you want to figure out long before race day, you know, while you're training, you want to experiment with what works for you and what kind of schedule works for you and what doesn't. So, so there you go. Um, wow. I'm so sorry. I forgot to turn off my notifications. If you can hear all this, my phone's kind of like blowing up. Um, Jackie, let me look at this list. That might be everything. All right. We did do good. (laughs) Yeah, that is it. We have answered everyone's questions. So thank you so much to everyone who submitted a question. If you have something you'd like to ask, I mean, you can hit us up anywhere and apologies if we missed one we yes. will go through and, and see if we've missed anything just if we have just send it to us again and we will hit it up in the next show yes thank you good job laura with getting that list together You're so organized that's what so i lucky. do baby it's what i do i know i'm like i'll wing it she's like i got a list and we're ready to go <laughs> and there's me like i got my breakfast and i'm ready to answer some questions we each bring our strengths to <laughs> joyful miles and i'm the obsessive planner i'm always mm-hmm. the one that's sending messages in the group threads so what if we did this and did this and did this and did this and everyone's like here's okay. the link and here's the link for this one and here's the link for that one <laughs> We work together very well. Find people that work well with you. I think that is another good tip. Exactly. So, well, I guess we will wrap it up. Um, thank you for listening. If you, again, if you have any more questions, feel free to post. We do have a Facebook page for Joyful Miles, but we also have a Facebook group if you want to join. And this is just a social group. Um, you can post away, talk about your races, your achievements, get to know other Joyful Milers. Um, that's called the Joyful Mile Running Club. And we have our Instagram and Twitter and YouTube channel as well. So there's lots of ways to reach out to us. Um, we'd love to have another episode like this in the future. We can answer even more questions. But we hope you enjoyed this episode. So for Laura and myself, uh, thank you for tuning in and have a joyful day. Anything I forgot here? No, you nailed it. I nailed it. I'm used to Rob, man. I miss Rob's deep voice. You do such a good job hosting. hosting. You're always like nervous about doing it, but you've been knocking it out. I've come a long way. I think if you listen to our early podcast, I probably say like four words. Like, yeah, I agree. (laughs) Yeah. I was so scared. I'm getting getting over that. Shut you up. (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I love it. I love it. 
All right. So no, wait, wait, thank wait. you. It's again. my job what? today. Hold on. Yeah. So Laura, we are going to send it off with our little jingle here. So everyone, you get to hear. Miles. Oh my gosh, she sounds like People Whitney. Are, didn't even flinch there. I know. It's just like here my she kids goes. Kids are like immune to me or something. <gasps> we should get Cooper to do it. Hey Cooper, will you do the jingle? He just shook his head now. So I think that's oh. enough. My All right. The crap oh. he needs to put up with. Mine wouldn't do it either. Mine are <laughs> sleeping. Okay, it's 1144. It's summer. One's sleeping. <laughs> what All, right. Bum. All right. So thanks, everyone. Have a great and joyful day and happy running. Take care, everyone.